Hi guys, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I am your wonderful host, Monica, and I am joined by our co-host once again, Glenn. Say hi, hi guys. guys. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. <laughs> guys, thank you for joining us again for another podcast. Today, we're going to talk about TV shows that ended way too soon. Shows that we love that are taken away from us way before their time. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about uh, things that we can't wait to watch new TV shows and movies that are coming out that we cannot wait to see. Glenn, is there anything that you cannot wait to watch uh, this week? So one of them, it's this new movie, it's called Kimmy. It's coming out um, like in theaters and on HBO Max, starring Zoe Kravitz. And it's about, um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of in a cyberpunk-ish world, but it's about an agoraphobic um, woman, Zoe Kravitz, who has to go out Mm -hmm. during like, COVID times like she has like a mission or like she's sent out by her employer and like they very much like dystopianize how COVID has affected the world um I like it like if you're going to have a story about COVID make it exciting make it scary make it dramatic also I love Zoe Kravitz yes Zoe Kravitz is amazing I think I've seen an ad for that I'm pretty sure it's like when I was watching YouTube it was an ad and I was 100% gonna skip it but that's also a crowd. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a watch. I'm, I'm going to see what she's giving. I'm going to see what she's doing. It's like, okay. It does look interesting because it's going to be very much like AI, like Alexa, control mm-hmm. my life kind of mm-hmm. vibes. And I do want to see, like, if it's going to be, like, good or if it's, like, a good concept, but, like, not great follow through. Like, see, the host of a lot of new sci fi movies. Yeah. But the best part about this is, like, you have HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just free to watch on there. So like, when it, we don't even have to leave our house. We can just snuggle up, right. make some popcorn, and just see if this is a bad movie or not. I hope it's good. I hope right. it's good. Right. Like, I'm going into this hoping that's good. Definitely. I feel that. Uh, I am excited to watch uh, the show. Why am I forgetting what the show is about? I was just looking at it just today. It's called Ozark. It just, uh, like, mm-hmm. the new season just dropped mm-hmm, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think they dropped it. I think it's two parts now. I think so, like yeah. A, yeah, so I'm not even going to bother watching the first part. I'm waiting until part two comes out. And when part two comes, uh, I'm going to watch it. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm pretty sure someone's going to die. And whoever dies, they better not be one of the kids. All right, leaving babies alone. I know the little boy, he's coming. He's on his Pablo Escobar type beat. And, you know, the young girl, she's still trying to, like, play, like, She's trying to be Olivia Jade. She's just trying to like live her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just wants to have fun. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be a part of this. She just do no work, nothing. And I respect that for her. But I do feel like this season, someone is going to die. It's going to be one of the parents. I don't know who. But what I do know is that that one girl with the curly blonde hair, she's oh, going to yeah. outlive mm-hmm. everybody. She oh, needs, obviously. She obviously. needs to do Kingpin. They <laughs> set her up. I'm they, rooting for her. They will not kill her off. Yeah, if there's anybody I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for that little girl because she is like pissed, peeved, and like just tired. I know she's ready for her empire and I'm excited for her. Yes. Is there anything else you can't wait to watch this week, Glenn? Um, it just, I think the trailer dropped like mid last week and it's a little bit out, but um, Moon Knight, the official trailer dropped for it. It doesn't come out until late March, but <gasps> it is, it is, it is now officially officially on my radar yeah 
Oh my gosh, Oscar Wilde, Oscar Isaac. Why is Oscar Wilde? Oh, yeah, it's like Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He ah! also Ethan Hawke. I mm-hmm. love him. I love him. I love that Marvel scooping up all the girls. Yes, all the good, like all like those. The, mm. Ethan Hawke. I gotta say, when I like Ethan Hawke is one of those actors you can put him in anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just 10 out of 10 each time. The Purge? Wow. For real. Seeing him in The Purge, I was like, ooh, yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, if somebody, if I was an actor and I was giving that script, like the Purge script, I was like, no, nope, no, thank you. But Ethan was like, I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to play around with this. Me and Lena, we're going to have a good time. And they did. So I'm excited for Moon Knight. I'm very much excited for our boy, you know, to enter into a new franchise mm-hmm. that will, like, take hold of his talent and appreciate them. Thank yeah. you. And like having, like, as we all know, having an amazing actor like that in a universe where like they're constantly writing good scripts, like they know what they're doing. Like he's like amateurs. Mm. Like we get a little bit flimsy sometimes, but mm. like not bad. This is going to, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. And I don't really have anything else that I can't wait to watch. I think it's just Ozark. Mm-hmm. It's been on my radar. I think everything else that I can't wait to watch, I just need to start watching. Yeah. You know, like Witcher, oh, like I need Euphoria? to start that. Oh. Mm, do I really watch it though? Okay. <laughs> yes, Euphoria too. I have to get, I'm going to wait till season two ends, to be honest, because every, oh, I don't know when yeah. the show airs, Sunday? Yeah, Monday? I think it airs Sundays. Yeah, because my Twitter feed is always okay. flooded. Yes. My for you page is full of people just talking about these people. I don't know I, who they are. I purposely, anytime anyone mentions anything about Euphoria, instantly scroll because I want TikTok to know that I am not interested in that content. <laughs> it sucks because everyone I follow is talking about it. And I'm like, who is Fez? Who are these people? Who is Astray? <laughs> Astrid. Astray. Mm. They keep calling Astrid. the person Astray. I don't know what their real name is. And their real name might just be Ash. But um, they keep calling this person Ashtray. Make it make sense, Lord. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'll get to it when <laughs> I get to it, okay? But instead of watching, instead of talking about shows that are currently airing, we should talk about shows that are no longer airing. May they rest in peace. Rest uh, in peace. Today we're talking about TV shows that got canceled before their time. Uh, we've all experienced this. If you have a Netflix subscription. By the way, Netflix is raising their price to uh, $19.99. At like the end of the month or like in uh, February or something like that. Like Netflix? I just got an email about it. My uh, Netflix wait, subscription wait. is $17.99 now. For what? Netflix really has the audacity to drop the Hype House documentary, which nobody asked for. And then mm. immediately after raise their prices as if they've been struggling, as if they've been producing such high quality <laughs> content that they need to <laughs> their prices. Apparently Netflix is in debt, but I frankly couldn't care less i mean i do care a little bit because i need netflix but like at the same time why do i have to pay more though at the same i should time, not be the bearer of your bad decisions at the same time if you listen to us and you made sequels and second seasons to the stuff that we want mm-hmm. and you drop the stuff that we clearly don't care about we could fix this issue and you wouldn't be in debt mm-hmm. period wouldn't be that hard but they want to be difficult so you know they don't want to listen to us the geniuses that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. okay. But what's 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 your go-to series? What's a series that got canceled way too soon and you're still mad? Um, I think the first one that comes to my mind is Santa Clarita Diet 
because that mm. show when I first uh saw it on Netflix I was kind of just like this looks weird because you know there's always those trends like there's always certain um tv shows that like networks and writers they just like latch onto like yeah. so many zombie shows so many shows about like parenthood a lot of shows about like with like young people like adults playing young people when the show's made for adults and not for young people like i really do get tired of those kind of shows or shows that are about social justice but they're written by black people but it's meant for white people to watch because mm. i don't know why i'm watching blackish and you're explaining to me what the underground railroad is i know what that is i know what that is becky sue across the street might not know becky sue across I the do. street has never heard of it never heard of it she thinks it's a real railroad she and portia are on the same level plane they think it's a real railroad yeah get your ticket hop on the train you know but santa clarita diet i did start watching the show because drew barrymore is in it and i love mm, drew barrymore she's obviously. like a recognizable face everybody knows who she is so I started watching it. I was like, this looks interesting. It's, you know, it's a show about a couple. They are both realtors in Santa Clarita, California. And one night, well, one morning, um, Drew Barrymore's character, she wakes up and she's feeling sick. She's out of it. She doesn't feel good. And she starts to get sick. And then her husband's just looking at her and he's like, okay, well, what? Uh, and then we figure out, She's undead. She's here, but she's not. She's undead. She's a mm-hmm. zombie. And the thing is, a lot of shows about zombies, of course, have them as like you know, wandering around, skin decaying, gray, Gross, eating brains, not coherent mm-hmm. in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Unless you watch I Zombie, which is like one of the only other shows I've watched about zombies. That's actually kind of interesting. I try to get into the lore of zombies and also Raul Coley he was on that show and I love that man so much and I thought he was one of the only shows I ever watched that ended on its own terms and it was actually kind of good but it's due for a rewatch because mm-hmm. I think there's some discourse around how they ended the show but I usually when you think of zombie shows you think of like The Walking Dead mm-hmm. or Fear the Walking Dead yeah those kind of shows but with Santa Clarita Diet Drew Barrymore looks like herself her husband looks that way and they're simply trying to go about their lives while dealing with the fact that his wife is a zombie and the daughter her name's abby she finds out and of course she gets into that rebellious teenage phase of like being 16 and the world not understanding her and Mm -hmm. the show it's like fun it's poppy it's very quirky and it's hilarious and like a lot of the scenarios are like girl is this really happening but then again it's like this is a middle-aged woman suburban mom who turned into a zombie so we sh- we can't question certain things that are happening right now and it's really really good like the show is really funny and honestly like had a lot of heart in it yeah but they canceled it and when they canceled it like the season they canceled it on it was there's such a cliffhanger that i was in there, i was like i need another season i need another i need you to finish this story it has to be finished because why did I sit here, watch this whole series? I'm just gonna cancel it after season three. That's not fair. That's not fair. What did you do to me? Like, I've been slighted here. Hello. So yeah, Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet is one of the shows I really do miss. Also, it's not a show people really talk about. I feel like it's kind of like a hidden gem on Netflix. Mm. You know, it's not like The Young Royals or it's not like uh any other what is another clickbait i think it's another really popular Netflix oh, yeah, show. Clickbait. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah santa clarita diet i miss it so much okay okay um the first one i'm going to talk about since 
we'll also like we're already on the Netflix canceling stuff is um I am not okay with this uh oh I didn't mean to watch that I never got into it so I am not okay with this I need to look up the actors names because I don't want to look uh like an idiot so I'm not okay with this I'm not okay with sorry (laughs) just interrupting you my bad keep going so um so it stars uh, Sophia Lills and then Wyatt Olaf and then Sophia Bryant. Oh, I love Sophia Bryant so much. Anyways, but um, it's it's based off of um, a story. I forget what the name of the original story is, but this original story is very much like Carrie. It's kind of like a Carrie spinoff. Um, so it's about uh, Sophia Lills, who her character name is Sydney Novart. And she starts developing abilities very similar to Carrie's. She can like read minds. Um, she can like control, like move things with her minds. She um, can like make things explode, very like destructive type powers. And like season one is all about her, like learning about her abilities um, and learning, like struggling. Cause like she just moved. Um, she's going through her trauma because her dad was in the army and he recently died. And like her mom has become kind of distant since then. And like um, she's trying, and now like she is trying to raise her little brother because her mom really isn't doing that good of a job anymore because she's always working and she kind of just like separated from them. Um, and like I won't, I won't spoil anything because you haven't watched it, but it ends on like a very big, I'll say like not cliffhanger because it's not just a cliffhanger. It ends on, okay, this is where the series should start. Like, it's like, this was like the, the origin story. And then it ends, mm. like literally someone comes um, who like knows about her powers, like someone who like could give her more information about how to use them and like where they came from. And he's like, well, now that they've awakened, let's get started. It was like, and that's like the last line of the series. And so, you know, big finale happened. She has some love control of her powers. She's in emotional distress. This man comes and finds her. He says that line, cut to black. Um, and everybody loved the series, obviously. And it's literally set up like, oh, season two is coming, canceled, canceled. Neither a completely finished story. Like, like you could tell that the writers thought that there was going to be a season two because they didn't bother tying up any of the loose ends. Like they tied up maybe one loose end because um, they're like, oh, well, we have season two, and that's like you know where like all these loose ends will be tied up because you know, it's too much to fit into one season. They were right to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Netflix was just wrong for canceling it. Why do they do this? Like, the desire to knock, like, to have all these shows, to make them and fund them and hire these people and then mm-hmm. just to be like, nope, not going to finish also, it. Also, they can't even claim it was about money because this, because it came out during COVID times skyrocketed it to the top it was doing absolutely amazing it was like number one for like a solid like three four weeks straight because like this was i think it came out like may of 2020 so it was like right at the beginning of like lockdown when like people were really getting bored everyone loved it everyone was watching it you cannot tell me that this movie didn't make you this series didn't make you a ton of money netflix there is no logical reason for you to cancel it it really is annoying because like netflix it was seen as like an alternative to a lot of like the normal way that Hollywood does like a pilot season like you know like there's a season when like networks keep pushing new shows new shows new shows like currently NBC is going through their pilot season where they have American Auto pivoting Mm -hmm. Abbott Elementary which is really good I started watching it it's very very funny Quinta Brunson is 
like she deserves an Emmy for that show. It's hilarious. It's perfect, especially for like now when we're going through the pandemic. I feel like the show perfectly tells like how teachers are affected by the pandemic, even before like with like not getting enough funding from superintendents and like the school board and stuff. But I feel like Netflix was seen as kind of like the alternate alternative in Hollywood to where new shows are given time to breathe and time to like marinate mm-hmm. and you know be expand and become like full stories and like whole worlds but y'all have 14 year olds on twitter saying renew this show renew that show renew this show renew that show like y'all have these people bullying the person whomever is running the netflix twitter site like why'd you cancel this show why'd you cancel manifest i feel so bad for them i feel so bad for whoever's in charge of netflix's social media because they cannot win you know they cannot win they are so tired. Like, they want to post thirst traps, but see, y'all keep yelling at them. Here's the thing. I'm sure that whoever runs like Netflix's Twitter, Netflix's Instagram, like I'm sure they're getting paid well. Like they are fine. They are good. But the way they get treated is worse than like a server as at a restaurant. Like you know how like servers get like yelled at, they get like attacked by guests constantly. It's that level, but like 15 times worse whoever's in charge of Netflix, because they are getting bullied by teenagers nonstop every single day. They open up the app to post something, bullied, bullied, hundreds of tweets bullying them. Yeah, and I think like Netflix is just trying too hard to fit into the industry standard when it was seen of outside the industry, but with more streaming services coming out and newer shows coming out on those streaming services, it's very clear that Netflix is just trying to compete with others. And I don't know, maybe they feel like they have too much on their roster or a lot of the times like uh, networks will, will uh, pick up shows, but they'll only pick, up, pick them up for the pilot season and then mm-hmm. see how they perform and then go from there. And it's easier when you have a new show on NBC to see if people like the show because they can look at the, how many people are watching it live when it's mm-hmm. on the service, like when it's on TV. But a lot of people don't have cable now so I feel like a lot of networks have to rely on like social media trends and also rely on like um, streaming numbers as well. Because I know a couple of shows I started watching because I saw it on Netflix and then the new season came out and then I could either watch it live or I can watch it on Hulu. Like a lot of different uh, networks are kind of changing the way that they're keeping track of the numbers and keeping track of if people are interested in the show like, and should they pick it up for another season. And with Netflix, they're not really worried about whether or not people, like, they're not really worried about people canceling subscriptions as much because they're kind of like, they were there first, you know? But also mm-hmm. Netflix keeps like yelling at us for sharing our subscriptions or they keep trying to push TV shows on us that we do not want to see, we do not want to watch. Like if I finish watching, let's see, what's a show I just started watching recently? If I finish watching Demon Slayer, Mm-hmm. The last thing I want you to do is promote Too Hot to Handle. Facts. You see how that is a correlate? True, wait a second, wait a second. Can we talk about that? Do you know how much? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Netflix would not be in debt if they didn't make Too Hot to Handle season two and season three. Netflix Why was it Too Hot debt? to Handle canceled after one season? Because people like to watch hot people do hot people things. Like, they're just feeding into, like, it's all... I think like Netflix used to be because like oh gosh I'm trying to gather my thoughts because when I think of Netflix when it first started it's like Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. House of Cards mm-hmm. which is 
gone now. But a lot of the original Netflix shows were so good and just original and different. And also Netflix, you can curse on those shows and you can yeah. show like nudity and stuff like that. But instead of being the outlier and instead of being a trailblazer, they want to be like the other girls. They want to do what everyone else was doing and fit into the crowd instead of standing outside of the crowd. And that is hurting you yeah. because you got these kids in high school who should be in homeroom studying. And instead they're on Instagram making little edits asking you to save their favorite little show. And what are you <laughs> worried about? Your profits. And how many do you have? Not a lot apparently because you keep raising your prices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for like, thanks for that Netflix. We love it. Like cancellation after cancellation after cancellation. It's looking bad for you out here. And a lot of broadcast networks, they have like a 58% uh, renewal rate for scripted yeah. television shows. Uh, Netflix has like 67, which is higher, mm-hmm. yes, but also like you keep canceling the shows that people want to watch and you keep renewing shows that are similar to TV shows that are already on air. Like, I mm-hmm. do not care about the new Kevin James show or whatever, like, uh, other sitcom like show you're putting on Netflix that looks like a show on CBS, you know? Yeah. Like, there are shows like I'm Not Okay with This, shows like Everything Sucks. Shows mm-hmm. like Teenage Bounty Hunters that are canceled after one season. And you're so focused on being business-minded in your calculations when you are, like, you're too focused on profits. Like, that's it. And Netflix is focused less on, like, audiences and what audience want to see and the acclaim that you can receive with the shows that you have. The Crown should not be the only show on Netflix that's getting all these, like, all these awards you had Mindhunter and you canceled that because it was too expensive you mm-hmm. had sense eight and you canceled that because it's too expensive like mm-hmm. you have shows that create conversation and are very important and very much different from other shows on industry networks because the industry is still very much gatekeepers in there but yeah. netflix is trying to play gatekeepers too and it's not cute it's not you can't keep we don't doing need another gatekeeper we don't need another gatekeeper no. we need someone on our side exactly it's just annoying yeah, I think most of the shows that I watched and ended, that ended quickly, I think they're on Netflix. I think most of them were. What's another one? <clears throat> oh, no, this one wasn't on Netflix. This one was on Fox. Okay. And it was called Prodigal Son. Um, truly, like, one of my favorite new shows. And, like, honestly, I don't really watch that much TV anymore. I have a couple shows that I stick to and I always watch, like I always, I'm always watching Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. You know, I stay on that, but as you should. Prodigal Son was, <laughs> as I should, <laughs> but Prodigal Son was a new show on Fox and I mainly started watching it because uh, Michael Sheen is on it and he's also on Good Omens, which is one of my favorite shows as well. It's created by Neil Gaiman. It's based on a Terry Pratchett book. And David Tennant is on Good Omens. And as you know, David Tennant was on Doctor Who. So, you know, fandom. Mm -hmm. So I saw that he was on the show, Prodigal Son. And I was looking at it. And I was like, this looks interesting. And it's on Hulu, so I can watch it. Mm -hmm. And Prodigal Son is a show about this guy, Malcolm. Uh, He used to work for the FBI as kind of like, I don't think like an investigator, really. More of like an analyst or like a consulting detective type beat. Um, And he works very closely with organizations like the FBI or like 
you know, independent like cops and stuff like that because he also, he's working with the NYPD in the show. And the reason why he works with them is because his father is Malcolm Knightley, I think. He goes by Malcolm Bright, but his father um, is a very well-known serial killer. Mm. He went by the surgeon and uh, Malcolm like remembers the night that his dad was arrested, taken away. He remembers a person that took his father away and he starts to work with that cop trying to solve crimes and catch serial killers in New York City. And the show is really interesting because Malcolm has his own problems with mental illness, obviously. And like a lot of times with shows centered around mental illness, uh, somebody has to be like tied to a bed. Someone doesn't take their pills. They start acting out. They don't go to sleep. Like every single time you have a show where the main 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 protagonist is mental illness, is either someone who is healed and they're trying to heal someone else, mm-hmm. or someone who is still doesn't have it together and has very clear attachment issues and gets into relationships that they should not be in because they have not taken care of themselves. That's but the show was really good because. It's like one of the only shows I've watched where it takes cop procedural, true crime, and mental illness. And for the most part, the show really did try to stick to like safe policing ways of dealing with people who have mental disorders. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have the occasional serial killer who was a little too off the rails, you know, because like it's it's a Fox show, they gotta be extra, they have to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. But also in the show, Malcolm would go talk to his dad, who was staying in a psychiatric facility. And Michael Sheen, I love this man. Like, I don't know what it is about him, but he really does, he can really play a part. Like, he can play a part and he can play it well. Because when Malcolm went to go talk to him, each time he is trying to be a cool, calm, collective, collected. And Martin, who is Martin Whitley, that's the name of the surgeon. That's the name of Malcolm's father. Malcolm's father. He is just, he is just picking at his nerves. He's tiptoeing. He's just like, mm. he's, it's just, mm. all in all, the show is like really exciting. It's very intense at times mm-hmm. um, for a cop procedural. And, um, you know, his dad manipulative, his mom, his mom is, what's the actress's name? Bellamy Young. She played the first lady in Scandal, which is also why I started watching the show because I was like, oh, yes, I like her. And it was all in all, it was a pretty good show. Also, there's an actress on the show that I recognized. Uh, let me see if I found her name Halston Sage. You know, when you see those actors who are constantly in like, they're constantly in like those Disney shows or those mm-hmm, Disney mm-hmm. movies, Disney or movies that look like they should. Yeah, or they're in movies that look like they should be on the Disney show, but mm. they're not. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. Yeah, <laughs> they're not like they were good. And you see the <laughs> actors like in those shows, and you're like, I know if you were in one good show, mm, you would kill it. And she is one of those actors. And she's killed it in this series. Like this show, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but of course it's one of those shows where you're like, is he gonna be like his dad? He's not like his dad. <laughs> He's not like his dad. Mm-hmm. And season two confirmed it it is so like it has a pretty low run tomatoes uh rating and i don't care because critics don't know what they're talking about the show is fun it is not camp it is actually pretty good when it comes to like mental stuff there are some things that can be approved on 
but also these are like fox tv writers at the helm of it so like i'm not really gonna like you know because you can get certain things right about mental illness in these shows and some things you want to get wrong but that's okay because they wrap it up a little bit at the end you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but all in all it was a pretty good show i don't know why it was canceled because like it had a pretty like people were watching it for the most part and it looked like it had good numbers and it had good ratings so far and it was doing pretty well like it had a really prime time spot but the show is just like gutted out of nowhere yeah and it really does suck because it was it was it was good like it was good tom Payne, he's from the walking dead he was killing it he he got it together but i don't know they just announced that they weren't going to move forward with the show and there wasn't going to be a third season and um yeah i don't know i think they're still trying to like push it to other networks to see if it'll um you know come up it's on hbo max so hbo max could pick it up for another Mm -hmm. season i don't know why this show was canceled because it coincides with a lot of shows that are on fox right now like 911 911 lone star the resident like it takes the cop procedural and it adds in true crime which has become very popular and it just does it up you know but uh, i don't know maybe uh they said it was like there were budget increases and stuff maybe covid played a role in it <clears throat> it sucks also it also sucks because michael sheen is such a good actor he is such a good actor and i know he's in demand mm-hmm. i don't know maybe his scheduling didn't really like work well with season there are so many factors that probably go into it and it does suck that it got put on the chopping block because there are a lot of new shows that are coming on fox right now um, that look interesting and i hope they get like their due but prodigal Son was a new show that i feel like should have gotten like like two more seasons at least because the ending of season two man i needed to see i want to see what's next you know if hbo max picks it up i'll be so happy because hbo i know hbo got the budget they can Absolutely. keep michael sheen on forever i yes. so we were talking earlier about how like netflix is like trying to compete so hard with other streaming services now mm-hmm. and is hbo max hbo max's interface a little bit glitchy yes is their app kind of mm, yes but they are killing it. They are killing it. All like some of the best movies are showing at the same time on HBO Max the day came out. Suicide Squad, same time uh, mm-hmm. on HBO Max, same day it came out. Dune, um, Matrix, um, Resurrection. Those are just three that I can think of off the top of my head. Kimmy, Kimmy is showing on HBO Max. Like they have so many movies lined up that they're like, we'll take it. We'll take it. Everyone can come watch it here. And you know that's giving them such a huge boost. I'm I'm glad to see it because maybe if Netflix actually feels that threatened, they'll start listening and doing what they're supposed to be. Because Netflix got a little too free and easy. Netflix got a little bit too big for its britches. It thinks mm. that's that girl, and it really isn't anymore. I think that, hmm, yeah. I'm not gonna. What do I say? I think that Netflix has just yeah. Netflix has definitely got too big for its britches. And also Netflix has gotten too comfortable with being like the only streaming service that has like good original shows. Which is now false. Even Hulu has some good original shows now. Yeah, they got a couple good ones like Rami and mm-hmm. Shrill. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll, there are a couple other good shows that are Hulu originals. I think don't look into the, don't look into the bill or like, I don't know, that one show with Martin Freeman and Selena Gomez. 
Um, I've heard good things like about Like Murder it. in the Building or whatever it is? Yeah, I think that's it's yeah, something think like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is it? There's Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has some good originals, but no one really uses Amazon Prime. Like, no one really watches nah. anything on Amazon Prime. Like, I know that possibly the only show people really watch on Amazon Prime is The Boys, mm-hmm. Homecoming, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. And I can't really think of anything, any others. I'm sorry. Um, like, and yeah, like, the, like HBO Max. And then there's all those baby ones, like the ones that no one cares about. There's Paramount Plus, there's Peacock. There's, is that it? I always forget about them. You don't really need Peacock because any NBC show you could watch a Peacock, you could see on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Paramount that, Plus is doing, but they're not doing it very well. Whatever they're Plus doing, they're only, not doing it very well. I think they're only reality shows on there. So it might be. If you're, if you really want to watch Big Brother, I mean, get Paramount Plus. I guess. But it would be much better to put that on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hulu really needs to be the only streaming services you really need are Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. And I would use Amazon Prime like that. I mainly have it for the shipping, of course. But mm-hmm. Hulu is a great substitute for literally any of these other ones except Disney Plus. I do see purpose behind Disney see, Plus. See, but Disney Plus is so, I don't even know how to say it. One, it's cheap. Like it's like $7.99. Yeah. Like that's literally like what? That's going. That's a third of what Netflix is going to cost next month. So when it's cheap, yeah, she has nostalgia back in it. Like me and my friends just went and rewatched. Um, we're going and rewatching a lot of the Disney decoms. We just rewatched all three Xenon movies. Up oh, on Disney Plus, just right there. Shot yeah. of nostalgia straight into my heart. Um, but also they have like you know their Marvel series that are coming out now, and like their Star Wars series yeah. that are coming out now. Like Disney is so much in its own category that's not even really competing with the others. Like no one's debating whether to keep Hulu or Disney Plus. Like no one's having that argument. The Disney mm-hmm. Plus is just going to stay. Also, you can bundle Disney Plus and Hulu together mm-hmm. and it just makes it it just makes it easier. It's exactly. not that much expensive to be honest. Because exactly. I do it. So like, even though of, yeah. like, no, go ahead. Say what you're oh, my point was just like, even though Disney Plus is a streaming service, I really don't see it as a competitive streaming service. Like, it, it doesn't have to compete with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Disney Plus is definitely like the streaming service for people who have kids mm-hmm. and people who are like deep within like the superhero fandom mm-hmm. or, you know, people who want to like revisit nostalgia. Yeah. And I think that HBO Max, they have original movies documentaries and tv shows on there but how however hbo max has also become the platform that is saving a lot of shows like mm-hmm. there are a lot of shows that were canceled on other networks that you see on television that are picked up by hbo max mm-hmm. like um doom patrol like exactly. hbo max basically like swallowed up the dc streaming service oh yeah titans there. titans is now yeah. on hbo max they rescued that yeah there are shows that are canceled, like uh, Search Party was canceled mm-hmm. on uh, TBS, and then it was picked up on HBO Max. Like, mm-hmm. Infinity Train was on Cartoon Network, and then it was picked up by HBO Max. So oftentimes, um, there have people have looked to streaming services to also be the thing to save what's gonna, what a show has, when a show ends, it, sh- it saves it. Mm-hmm. But that's usually when it's on, like, a network like Lucifer got canceled on Fox. It was picked up by Netflix. Yeah, you know, wasn't it the same with Brooklyn? you? Wasn't you canceled um after season one and that on was picked Lifetime. up by Netflix? and that was picked up by Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Brooklyn Nine Nine. It was canceled oh, yeah. by Fox. Mm-hmm. It was picked up by NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
So oftentimes streaming services are seen as like the Hail Mary to save shows. When streaming services give shows the boot, that really sucks. Like one show I really liked that was canceled on Hulu was, uh, wow, why did I forget it just as I was thinking about it? It was a show, like it had Zoe Kravitz in it. She was in it and it was a show about music. It's literally on the top of, hold on, Zoe Kravitz. Um, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. I loved that show so much. It was so good. It was so, 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 so good. And Zoe Kravitz even like called out for, called um, out Hulu for canceling it, for not having a lot of shows centered around diversity, which mm-hmm. isn't wrong because like Hulu does have some shows with diversity. Like they have Rami, mm-hmm. they got a few other ones, but you know that like High Fidelity was a very unique show. It was based off of the film of the same name and her mom starred in that film. So it was very like, it was so cool to see like kind of like a gender bent reimagining of that 2000 film. And she's a record store owner. She has problems with relationships and she's just trying to figure her life out. She owns a record store that people don't really go to unless it's on the weekends. And there's also an amazing actress who is also on the show that I really love. Um, let me look up the cast real quick. See, I hate when I figure people's names. Div- Divine Joy Randolph. I love her. She's a fairly new actress, but she's mm-hmm. like she's like a Tony award-winning actress as well. So her making a breakout, breaking out in like TV and movies, she's doing a great job. She was in Dolomite. Dol- Dolomite is my name. I believe the name is with um, Eddie Murphy. And High Fidelity is a really good show. It was different. It was new. It's one of those shows that has like a different concept. It is like indie and quirky, but it's actually good. It's like sincerely good. And also it's a show for like Black people who don't feel like Black people. Like it's a show for people who are like, you're Black, but you like to listen to like um, Postal Service Mm. or you were really into like the indie bands back in the day. Like me, I love... I will, I love Janae Aiko. I love Sweetie, Doja, Megan, all the girls. Mm-hmm. But I also listen to like Wallows. I listen to Cave Town, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to, um, what else? King Princess, you know, like I like the girls. I like the indie girls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I felt seen in this show and it was really interesting. And just like, there are a lot of cool concepts to the show. And I feel like sec- the second season would be really interesting as well. Because it also deals with like relationships and how hard it is to move on from relationships and being an adult and living in like a city where you're kind of expected to like be somebody when you just want to be yourself, but you don't even know who that is. And the show was so, it, it just neat, like it had everything there and everything there flowed so well, but it was axed after the first season. And I wish it wasn't because the show was awesome. It was so great. I miss it. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm researching right now on the next mm-hmm. series because I assumed that it was canceled. And <clears throat> it's kind of in that half stage where it was renewed, but nothing's happened. Like it was renewed back in July of 2020 and it hasn't shown up anywhere yet. So it's like half canceled. It's like being worked on. And you know, like there are tons of shows that are just indefinitely being worked on that we know we're never actually going to get. Um, but this was is called uh, The Dragon Friends. Um, I'm not I'm sure. sure that. Yeah. So The Dragon Friends, it has, so far it has three seasons. It's animated, um, each episode like 30 minutes, that type of vibe. Um, 
And like the basic plot boils down to there's been like centuries long war between like um, the elves and the humans. And um, like the, the two young princes, one of them is probably around like 14, the other one's probably around like eight um, of like the human kingdom. They catch um, an elf like sneaking in the castle, like trying to like, you know, scouting or doing something. And um, the three of them all find together uh, part of the reason why the whole like um, war started because the humans stole a, a dragon egg that the elves were protecting. And they thought like it happened like centuries ago. So everyone just assumed that was like a myth. And that's just why they say they started the war. But like, that wasn't actually real. But they find the egg. And so they're going to make a peace offering. The humans, the two princes, since they are royalty, are going to take the egg back to um, the elves and the dragons and give it to them as like a peace offering between the humans and the elves so that the war can stop. And all this happens within the first like episode too. Um, and as you like go on, you find out that like the humans did this on purpose, that the humans were always kind of the bad guys, um, but the, the elves have done like some scheming, mischievous stuff too. And like the seasons are just, it's like a very like journey um, adventure type uh, series where like they're traveling through different like areas because like they live like across the world from each other. Um, and it's just like the prince's journey and like different like people that they meet. Um, finding out different lore and secrets about um, their people and about the elves. Um, and yeah, it was just a really cute series and it was doing really well. And it ended on like, season three ended on like a semi-cliffhanger. Like it was happy enough that they ended the series there. They could have, but they were clearly setting it up for more. And like I said, that season three dropped in, I guess, mid 2019, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was confirmed to be renewed in July 2020, and so far there's been no updates since. Like, obviously it was during COVID time, so that might affect stuff, but it's also renewed, like, months after COVID was already affecting everything. So it's unlikely mm -hmm. that COVID stopped it. It might make it longer, but, like, they already were well aware of COVID when they announced the renewed season, so... I don't know, it might just be one series that is just like indefinitely being worked on and we'll never actually get a new season for. It does look interesting. I definitely like, this looks like a great show. I feel like I've, it's been recommended to me a few times because I did finish like She-Ra last year. Okay, yeah, if you're watching then... She-Ra, this was definitely being recommended <laughs> to you. They're very much yeah. in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Yes, that looks so cool. And gosh, it does suck that like, a show like this would be canceled or it's just kind of like in a hamster wheel yeah because i think a lot of shows are currently stuck in like pre-production phases right now mm -hmm. due to like the various changes with the pandemic and kind of like a lot of people like a lot of people do rely on new television shows because they work on sets or they work with the actors or whatever it is that they may be doing and with like the pandemic chasing so many things in the economy and, you know, a lot of streaming services are trying to figure out which show is going to bring in the most money and which mm -hmm. one's the most like profitable. And a lot of times that means disappointing a lot of like dedicated fans to these shows. And the show could be like very, very good and extremely well done, well written, incredibly interesting. And it could have pretty good numbers, but they may just want to like put all their money behind Coco Melon instead oh of Dragon God. Prince. Don't say that. Which, which would? <laughs> I 
I mean, like, you sh- it might come back. How come no one deserves that? Maybe like the. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, I've never watched Coco Melon. I just heard about it like broadly. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I feel about that. But um, you know, it's it's a lot about like the money. You know, like one show that was canceled that I really do miss is American Vandal. The show was so good. It was so funny. It was so great. If you if you guys never watched American Vandal, it's basically a mockumentary series about these two kids in high school that are kind of like they want to be directors, so they make this like de- documentary kind of, and they follow around this kid at school who he's kind of stupid. He's like one of those kids who's like a jock and he gets in trouble a lot. He's like like basically just you know a bit of a rough heathen. I know. And um, this kid gets expelled from school because he is accused of drawing dicks on all the teachers' cars mm-hmm. because he used to draw dicks on teachers' um, boards. So these two kids who are like want to be directors and they're like nerds, they talk to the guy, they interview people and the students, and they like take the investigation seriously. Like they're doing this like this seriously. And when you watch the show, as you watch the show, you realize like the episodes we're watching and the things that they're recording, we're watching it as a viewer on a Netflix show, but they're also uploading it to a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So at the same time they're doing this investigation, there are people that are watching the videos and then there's an online discussion with it. It is one of the only shows that you watch in modern day that takes uh, social media and the way the internet interacts with things and like wants to put in their two cents and stuff. And it's just, a, it's a show that focuses on young kids and how kids, like kids are like, it. It's one of the only shows I watch on Netflix where like it has young people in it and it's for young people. And these people, they're talking the way the young people talk. Mm, they talk mm. to like teenagers. They talk like they're actually in high school. And the dialogue is so good. It's so funny. It's so interesting. The show is investigative. It's hilarious. Like nothing, there are some cringy parts to it because like being a kid is cringy and some things can be awkward. But the show is so good. It had two seasons. It got canceled after the second, which sucks. Because I feel like a third season would have been interesting to see. I don't know where they would have gone past the third season. It seems like the crimes they focus on are kind of like just kind of gross. I don't know. It's kind of you take like they take things that are like crude humor and they give it like a serious spin. It's like Mindhunter. If you like Mindhunter, but you want to watch Mindhunter like done. It's like if Mindhunter was done through a South Park lens. Okay. Okay. Kind of. It's very good. And I miss it a lot. And I'm very sad that it was canceled. And I don't know why it was canceled because the show was really, really great and people really liked it. And it did super well. And it was like very interesting. Like I was hooked in from the first minute. Like this show really did take, I don't know. It's it's so, it sucks. It also sucks because this is another one of those shows that has a lot of actors that were in like TV shows, movies that are like, look like they're for Disney Channel, but they got scrapped. Mm -hmm. They got picked up for something else. Like, there are a lot of kids on this show that were in Disney shows. Like, Callum Worthy was in season one of the show, and he was on Austin and Allie. There's a young girl who's, like, the valedictorian, and she was on Dog with a Blog. Like, two of the kids who were, like, the stars of the show, they've been in, like, several different other, like, Disney Channel adjacent movies. And the main protagonist of the first season his name's jimmy uh tantro he's literally like a youtuber like he used to make like skits on youtube and like i love the show so much 
And for it to be canceled sucks because it's very clearly a show written for kids by kids that was like done seriously and done well. It's like a very interesting concept and had really great actors that were given a chance to like really play around with the script. And they they did awesome. Like they did a great job. And like these kids deserve like an Emmy or something. <laughs> Jesus. Like give them a freaking gold star. Give them a cookie. Like I don't give know. Them a cookie. But I miss it so much. I I do kind of want to rewatch it because I do miss this show. It was so good. Yeah. I hate that I I okay, so I love that's like one of the most important things to me in this series. It, do I believe the dialogue? Cause like anyone can do great costumes. They don't. But anyone can do great costumes. Anyone can do great set design. Anyone can do, I don't know, nice special effects. But if you nail the dialogue, you have me hooked. It doesn't matter what show it is. If the dialogue is believable and spot on, instantly you have a fan. Yeah. And the show, def- it also won a Peabody Award for the first season, which is quite remarkable. But yeah. it's kind of annoying. Like sometimes Netflix doesn't really re- reveal their viewing numbers. But um, mm-hmm. I think American Vandal season one was the most watched show in 2017. So if it was a proven hit for people who are watching it and for critics as well, why wouldn't you make a season three? Like, it seems very clear that there should be a season three behind it. But um, Netflix doesn't want to like ever explain why. Like, Netflix never wants to explain what it's just. Netflix just likes to keep things on the down low and you don't need to tell me what's going on here. Like, what the heck? <laughs> it's, it's quite annoying. But um, the next one I want to talk about, and this one, it's more understandable why it was canceled. This is much more Glenn being an angry fan. Not an angry fan, a, a sad fan than anything else because it is one of my favorite series. Um, but I understand. Like, I saw, like, they were pretty open about the reason that they canceled it. So, like, it's okay, I guess. Um, but The Magicians, it was a sci-fi series, uh, like, on sci-fi, also mm-hmm. a sci-fi series. Um, but it had five seasons. The last season came out, I guess it would have been in 2020, I think it would have been. Yeah, it would have been in 2020. Um, and it's about, <clears throat> it's, mod- it's set in modern day, most of it is set in New York. Um, and it's about this school called um, Break Bills, which essentially just trains young magicians. And by young, I mean like these are all college students, like these are all people who are like 23 and older um, is the majority of the cast. Um, and yeah, it was just, but it's, all, it's a very dark and gritty and like bloody and sometimes very gross series about um, the dangers of using magic. And like, it's still very high fantasy adventure based because like the the um the main characters i think there's like there's like seven main characters they were kind of like chosen pulled together in season one because of like um an ancient prophecy and they like continues um and that like they kind of like fulfill their mission in like middle of season two ish and then it goes on for like bigger bigger missions bigger adventures and like things are connected and part of the reason why i love the series so much is one it is not a very big romance series at all. In fact, when characters start falling in love, you actually get scared because the series has a pretty long running history of making horrible things happen to the people when they fall in love. There's no good feels when people are falling in love. It's you're watching, you're like, so one of them is going to die in like an episode. 
because we do not have happy love feel, feels on this show. Um, and another is because you can tell, obviously it was based off of a series, it was based off of a book series called The Magicians, um, but you can tell that when making this series, they knew exactly what they were doing far in advance. Like there's stuff that like happens in season three, there are consequences that happened in season one. Like, and like they're bringing it back. And it's not in like, like the ham-fisted way, like, oh, like this actually did this. And because like this happened, um, and they're like retconning. It's very much like they mentioned it. it was like a line drop in season one that like when you go back and rewatch, you're like, oh, they were hinting back in season one that this was going to happen and it just didn't happen until season three, stuff like that. So very like detailed, tight writing throughout the entire series. Um, and the reason they canceled it is because one one of the lead actors who like you could argue the lead actor um, left the series. And also because it was increasingly like it kept getting more and more crazy and would take a bigger and bigger budget to continue to make it and wasn't producing as much money as it would need to have the the budget necessary for a sixth season. So they ended it and they knew it was going to end in season five. So they ended it in a very classic The Magicians type way where it feels like a good ending while still leaving it open that they could have made a season six. Like without spoiling anything, quite literally season five ends with like half of them still on, on earth, wondering what's happened, trying to find their friends. And the other half of them literally created an entirely new universe. And they are the only ones that live there. And they basically have to start over from scratch. Um, but like their friends are trying to contact them, but like, new universe no way to get to it um it's very class i know that sounds very weird but in context of the series it makes perfect sense it's like it would end somehow like this um it was sad it was a very sad ending but it makes sense <laughs> i i am so invested i have re i have rewatched this series probably like four times and like i said it just ended in 2020 like it just reached netflix the last episodes and like January of last year, like about exactly a year ago. I've already rewatched the entire thing probably like four times. A little bit embarrassing on my part, especially Perfect. since like each episode is like an hour. Things. No, it's not at all embarrassing. I've definitely wanted to watch The Magicians for a while. Um, interesting. No, I've definitely been wanting to watch that show, The Magicians. I had a couple of my friends have just suggested it to me because mm. they say it's a little bit like Supernatural, but not really. So I definitely do want to give it a try. It, also, it's a very Supernatural type vibe. Mm. Also, there's another sci-fi show I started watching a while ago. It's called Winona Earp. Uh, I used to love that show. You should definitely try it out if you like Winona Magicians because I started watching Winona Earp because it was like Supernatural, but with women and gays and like, more people of color and honestly a lot better like a lot better writing a lot better concepts a lot more interesting like the lore is like just like it starts very basic like with Winona Winona she's 26 she returns back to her hometown her father is Wyatt Earp who was a very famous demon killer and she inherits a magical gun that can kill demons any demon and it feels very much like the cult in Supernatural which is, which mm -hmm. is a gun that can kill anything so they're very similar vibes, the chosen one kind of vibes. 
you know, trying to figure out who you are, what does that mean for you, following your father's legacy. It's a really, really good show, Winona Earp. I definitely have to start watching season four because season four is on Netflix, but I'm the kind of person where like, if a new season comes out, I have to rewatch from the start because if I start watching it from the new season, I don't remember what happened earlier. So I need to refresh my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will forget. It's been like years or months since I watched whatever the frick happened before. So I need like a, a quick refresher, if you will. Yes. But I definitely do want to check out um, The Magician. Yeah. Yes. If you like like the first two, three episodes, then it only gets better. The writing only gets better. They get a little bit more ambitious with their goals um and like with their their sets and with their special effects and it, it, the writing and story only gets better with the seasons especially okay. season five the last season like you can tell that they like they knew that was going to end with season five so they went all out they're like we're we're doing everything everything is happening in this season do not worry everything that you thought could possibly happen here we're doing it and we're doing it big okay We'd love to see it. Good, 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 good. Yes. Oh my gosh. Magicians. I think that there was one actor um, who was, I think he was on a show called, why do I remember what the show was? Why do I remember this? <laughs> Leverage? Yep. Uh, Leverage yeah. was another show that I wanted to talk about because that also got <laughs> canceled. Didn't Leverage come back? Uh, if it did, it didn't come back the way it was supposed to. Yes. Oh, it's a new show. It's called Leverage Redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they brought that back with a few other actors who used to be on the show, except the main guy. Yeah. Who was on Leverage. Mm-hmm. Like the lead actor. I used to love Leverage. Oh I obsessed with Leverage. Obsessed with Leverage. Yeah. That show, it was like, I don't know. It's like one of those shows that, um, it's like one of those shows that's like Bones or mm-hmm. it's like White Collar. And it's like one of those shows that you just see kind of come on like the CW, or like TNT or TBS is like on and you're like, okay, but mm-hmm. you watch Leverage, you're like, like, I, it has such smart writing and like its storylines yeah. were so like, what I love just like shows like that, because it's really like, a little bit like Sherlock Holmes ish in like, if you're paying mm-hmm. attention, you can pull the pieces together. But if you're not, like, you can just get like wowed at the end. Um, mm-hmm. And I love it. There was so many, there's so many episodes that stick out in my head. There's so many moments that stick out in my head. Um, I remember, cause like, it's still very early 2000s classic TV. So like right around like the 30 minute mark, 30 minute mark, mm-hmm. um, they have to have like the dramatic twist, the big twist that makes like the job harder. And I remember, I must, I have no idea how old I was. I was a kid when I watched it. Cause I was watching it while it was like airing. Um, but this twist stuck out in my head. It was um, the mile high job. And like they were like, all of them were on this airplane and they like, you know, they were following this like high profile criminal, blah, 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 their usual stick. And um, right at like the 30 minute mark, right on cue, this was like the best, like big twist, not the best, but it's the one that sticks out in my head the most. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's not going to try to kill his target. Who's also on the plane. They were like, he's just going to bring, he's going to bring the plane down that she's on. And then they stop for a second and then everyone looks at each other and they're like, he's going to bring down the plane we're on. I don't know why, but like it stuck out probably because I was a kid, probably because like I had no way of seeing it coming because I was probably like six or seven watching this. Mm-hmm. But like 
funny, smart writing, absolutely hilarious. I I need to go back and rewatch the series because there's so much nostalgia I hold for that series. Yeah. Leverage is definitely one of those shows that was kind of like a comfort show for me. Mm. Also like Bones. I used to watch a lot of cop procedurals when I was young. That's because and, for some reason like, in the early 2000s, they were the all they were all around. Like think about there was there was like Bones, mm. there was Leverage, there was Flashpoint, there was um X-Files, mm-hmm. there was what was it, Cold Cases, Ghost Whisperer. Um mm-hmm. what was it? I can't remember Ghost Whisperer. What was it? There's, there's stuff like there was stuff her. like Blue Bloods that was really big. I mean, it's still like decently big, but yeah. really big back then. Um, and those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. Numbers, like Numbers, for some reason, the early two thousands was yeah. really popping out those type of shows. Yeah, remember Twenty Four? <gasps> yeah, remember that show. Mm. My dad loves Fox. Love that life. show. Fox loved Twenty Four. My dad has watched that man. He got paid for rest of his every life. single episode of Twenty Four at least like five or six times. He just as Susie finishes it, he just goes right back to the beginning and starts watching it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. was I don't know the I don't know the chokehold that it had over us. But those series, they had their that was their I... heyday. That was their heyday. They were doing it. Yeah. I never watched that show, but like with all the things he was doing in one episode, I was like, this man gonna go to the moon for once. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? He doing all this. Does like, this man ever like stop to oh pee? Like, does he ever like breathe? Like, you need a rest. How is he doing all this in 24 hours? This man Sir, did not stop. They gave him a week to do this. He was killing it. He was going, he was going at it. Just like that. Oh, he's also on Designated Survivor, that the main actor. What's the same? Um, shoot, shoot. I look up Designated Survivor. It was a new show that he uh starred in Fox. Um, Kiefer Sutherland. Yep. Yeah. I actually started watching Designated Survivor. It was actually pretty interesting. Destiny Survivor, if you guys don't know, it was also a show that was canceled before its time. I don't know why. I honestly stopped watching it after like season two about, mm-hmm. but this is basically like, the main plot of the show is that um, there was a State of the Union address going on. And oftentimes they take someone in the House or in the Senate to stay back and not be at the White House to be like the designated survivor or whatever, or something happens. Mm-hmm. And while the president at the time is giving the State of the Union address, there is an explosion that takes the Oval Office. Like the White House explodes. Everybody in the House of Senate dies. Mm-hmm. And that man, Keith Sutherland, he is literally like um, a, re- a representative in housing and urban development. And he is the designated, he's the last person there. And he is immediately deemed president of the United States. Like he has put hand on the Bible, leaving the country. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And basically the series follows everything after that disaster. And it follows also like, what are we going to do? How is he supposed to run the country? He's never run the country before. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to elect new people? Like, are we going to have a president? Like, what's going on with the economy? What's going to do with this? Blah, blah, blah. And also, um, oh, no, it was a pretty good show. I feel like... um, there should be a bit more shows about like there are a lot of cop procedurals but there aren't enough shows about like the white house 
And I feel like those shows could be interesting. You don't have to do like House of Cards type mm. beat. It doesn't have to be like Scandal or like it's too much on like the steamy and rather on what's going on in office. Like this is, Destiny Survivor was one of the only shows that really focused on like how legislation works on lobbying, it was on like us. PACs, on like what it's like to vote. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good show for the most part. And there were some like FBI secrets going on in the show as well. But I feel like they managed that up well. I think another show that was really good was uh, Madam Secretary, which was a show on CBS that followed the Secretary, Secretary of State and everything that they were doing, you know, running the office and like blah, blah, blah. That was a really good show too. I used to watch that show. I forget what happened into that show though i kind of fell off on that but this is survivor was pretty good and there was an actor who was on the show that i really really liked i have the cast right here where is he cal penn he was on the show he was really good it was a pretty good show i don't know why they gave it three seasons i feel like if they beefed up the writing a little more mm, hit it out the park yeah yeah mm. madam oh madam secretary is right here Oh, it went on for like 2014 to 2019. Damn. Okay. Come on now. Also, NCIS is another show. Oh, it's been on since forever. It's still mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. 19 seasons. Yes, ma'am. 19 seasons. Oh my gosh. That's insane. I don't know how they do it. That show had everything. It had like cop, it had military. It was, man, I used to love that show but I fell off of that. 19 seasons. That's crazy. Also, I think the guy, Mark Harmon, I don't think he's on that show anymore. No, I'm pretty sure he's not. No, no. I think there are only a couple of the original actors that are still on the show. But I did like that one actress, Quote de Pablo. She played Ziva. I loved Ziva. Oh my gosh. She was so good on that show. Mm. I don't want to start rewatching that show. It was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot going on in that show. Every episode. Also, I can't rewatch that show because Michael Weatherly is on there and he's not. Mm-mm. That's not a good man. Okay. Are there any other shows that you watched that you're sad got uh, canceled? So here's the thing. I have one more that I'm going to t- mention that is also a kind of fake mm-hmm. one. Like it's one that like I completely understand why it got canceled. Um, I don't agree with it, but I understand. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to spit fire a few that I don't want to talk about. I don't want to address. I just want to air out my grievance that they're not mm. continued. But the one that I do want to talk about is Merlin. Now, yes, we know the like the Oh um, my gosh, I love that. Like they said that they, that they stopped it because like they finished the story that they wanted to tell. Um, and we all know it's really because they want to put more effort into Atlantis, which flopped as it should. Um, mm-hmm. But like, did it have to end? Like, I know I got five seasons. I know it ended a little bit rushed, mm-hmm. but it did end well. Um, but I just miss it. Mm-hmm. I miss Merlin. I like that show. That's all. It's also one of the only shows that had like a Tumblr fan base, but really wasn't like as big. I guess, like, I know. when you if, talk about shows that, like, have fandoms, it's, like, super cool luck, you mm-hmm. know? What were you saying? Sorry, I was going I to say, because, like, because I, I unfortunately made several of those Tumblr edits. I claim that I am part of the reason <laughs> why Merlin 
was popular on Tumblr. Um, and if you had talked to me during that era, you could have never convinced me that Merlin wasn't like the biggest show in the world. If you had talked to me, I'd be like, yeah, mm -hmm. like Merlin is by far like the highest growth scene, the most watched, the most important show that really has ever existed on television ever. Yes. Um, so stuck in my bubble too. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I'm, yeah. I, I'm okay. <laughs> I, what are the other shows that you wanted to like spitball real quick? Um, do you have any others that you want to mention? I think the only other ones I wanted to mention is BOA, which is also a Netflix show. Okay. And I think it got canceled because like story and creative reasons. Because if you watch the OA, you know that show was a trip and a half. Mm -hmm. I did not understand what was going on in that show. Like it no very much felt like big brain energy to me. <laughs> and and the creator of that show, like the actress, she truly believed whatever the frick was going on in that show. Mm -hmm. Like you know, and that's good for her. And I like the show. I feel like the story was interesting. And I wanted to, I wanted it to like keep going to like see like what was going to happen. Like, what is it going to do? But that got booted and I'm very sad about it. But like, there was one season in 2008 and then it got renewed and then the second season came out like two years later. So it wasn't really like, I don't know. I feel like the story behind it and everything was just too much for Netflix to keep pushing it. Yeah. And I feel like after a while, Netflix was like, mm, girl, we got to give this the boot. Another show I really liked was Everything Sucks, oh, mm -hmm, which was mm -hmm. one of the only shows that was like pretty new and for young people, but had like young actors on it for the most part. And Sweeney Sweeney, she was on that show and she was amazing on it. And it was mm -hmm. really awesome. I really liked that show. I feel like it was very genuine and like wholesome and like really honest and like, like, just grounded. I felt like it was a really good show. And also Glow was one of my favorite shows that ended way too soon. It starred Allison Brie and Mark Marin. So you have two like really, really awesome people in there. And it was a show based off of a true story. It, Glow stars, stands for like Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which was a real group. It was about these women that tried to buy a public access, a spot on public access TV. And they were wrestling each other. And it was this really sweet show about like being a woman and like sisterhood and love and dating and parenting and relationships and like being your own person and going on your own and like trying to make it and like blah blah blah. It, the show was great. The show was so good, and it got canceled after. I think it got canceled before the third season or maybe before the fourth season. I don't remember exactly, mm. but it's due for rewatch. And it was a pretty great show and I miss it. And Allison Brie killed it on that show. Like she really, she, in her heart, that was her show. And I <laughs> love that for her. And also the show was created and directed by Mark Marion's um, late wife, May She Rest in Peace. She also did, she was a really great female director in general. And she was very talented and like, I think kind of well-known in the like Hollywood sphere, I think I'm trying to find. Oh crap! I can't find her name. Give me one second. I think it was it was created by two women as well, and the show I like the show so much because like they would talk about like what was like on set on the glow set, and they talked about how like if you're pregnant, you can bring your kids there because they have daycare on set, mm. and like it was very much like it was so good. But the final season was canceled. Um, do it was renewed for a fourth season but it was canceled because of the pandemic yeah because it caused the production shutdown 
and also I'm trying to find oh crap I'm trying to find the director's name and I can't seem to find her name anywhere she hold on let me find let me see if I can find Mark Marin because I believe she is his late wife where 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 crap crap hold on Mark Marin mm, dead. um I can't find it oh Lynn Shelton finally Jesus Christ why is this taking forever Lynn Shelton yes she was a filmmaker oh yeah she was great she was actually pretty good she did um glow as we know mm. she also did another movie that I watched outside in which is a pretty good movie and she also directed one of Mark Maron's um Netflix uh specials so yeah Lynn Shelton may she rest in peace I think she passed away due to um I think it was something related to cancer so very sad but like glow glow was so good I'm very sad it was canceled because it was like one of it was one of Netflix's like really good shows and it like really did well but like the pandemic it just didn't work out pandemic killed it yeah all right what were some other shows that you wanted to like spit right okay these I want to spit fire um because these are because I you can't talk about canceled shows without bringing up anime. Um, so these are just a few different anime that got canceled. And technically, I don't think any of these got canceled. They're just indefinitely waiting for the sequel. Some of these have literally been saying that the second season is coming since 2013. So the likelihood of it coming is kind of small. Um, so yeah, I just want to cruise through and go through these. Um, so the ones I have listed here, and there's probably many more that I've missed is uh, Deadman Wonderland, Devil is a Part-Timer, No Game, No Life, Konosuba, Hunter Hunter, School Live, Talentless Nana, and Kakiguri. Just so I've said them officially, I recognize that all of these will probably never get another season. All of these definitively deserve and need another season. I've heard of, sorry, I've heard of Hunter Hunter before. Yeah, um, I can go through- Is it good? Should I start watching it? Okay, so one. If you watch like the first like three episodes, if you like the first three episodes, you'll love the rest of the series. If you don't like the first three episodes, you you like you you should stop there because it's only gonna get more like that. I guess would be the best way to say it. Um, also, it's a little bit of a long okay. series. Um, it has what is it? One hundred and seventy-two episodes, which is like long for an anime. Obviously, most anime have like one season okay. or two seasons. And yet somehow it still manages to leave off on a cliffhanger and like the the manga goes a little bit farther and like we get more story and it's good but like we're never actually gonna get another season that's okay um interesting i think i'll definitely try and like give it a look because i'm trying to get into anime because my brother really likes it so i might give it a look yeah and some of these are cursed animes like i will tell you right now like no game no life cursed anime kakagori cursed anime um dead man wonderland is also a cast anime but um just like the they they just they've been they're doing stuff they're doing stuff um i will say though if you like smart shows and you like kind of like gambling or games or that sort of thing kakigori is on netflix and it's literally it's just a high school in which your status is only to do with how good you are at gambling nothing else matters um, so obviously, like people who are richer 
have it better off because like they can afford to gamble more. But the only thing matters is, do you win at these games? Mm. Um, it's, it's a really smart show. It's one of those that, like, you know, like the, the hero wins in like a new and interesting and definitive way each episode or so. And like, if you're paying attention, you can tell how they won. But if you're not paying super close attention, like, wow, shocks you. Um, and I love those type of shows. I like being kept on my toes. Okay, definitely. I'll give it a. I'll give it a go. But yeah, I figured that there's look. at least a couple of anime fans that listen to this podcast. So just so they yeah. weren't being left high and dry, I did mention them. I did my duty <laughs> as a as a man of the people. I did my duty and I mentioned these. Right, we'd love to see it. I'll definitely give it a look. Yes, and I don't think there's anything else that i've watched this got canceled um i do hate that like a lot of times with like i don't like that like tv shows aren't given the space to just end like Mm. to close out the story you know there are a couple tv shows that i've watched that they when they ended it ended on the creator's terms like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is one of those shows. I really like that show. And uh, The Good Place is a show that ended on its own terms, which oh. is amazing. But See, that's part of the reason why I don't include those. Because, like, both of those I am also sad they end it. But they end it as they should have. They yes. finish the story that they were going to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, shows that are, like, gutted or kicked to the curb or put in the TV graveyard are oftentimes shows that, like, people do like watching and enjoy. And I'm sure that, like, you know, Netflix understands that and production companies, uh, networks, they understand that. But with the pandemic and with the competition to like have the best show and to gain critical acclaim and like all this other stuff, they focus more on their pocket rather than focusing on like the things you're making, like the art behind it. Mm -hmm. And it does leave like, you know, actors questioning, like, what are they going to do next? What show will they do next? Should they hop on this new pilot and see if it'll work? Or should they just stick to like something a little less daring? And I want people, I want actors to feel free to try something new. And I want like people who are in TV and writing to, you know, be excited to try something different. Because Quintus new show is doing really, really well. And Quintus is a very funny person. You know, like I followed her from BuzzFeed to here. And mm. I'm very happy that she's gotten this far. I'm very happy that she has her own show. She deserves it. Of course, she's a phenomenal writer. And you can only hope that like people who hope to get into the industry don't feel discouraged by having their show canceled, but like feel happy that there are people who watched it and worked on it. And there are actors who felt like happy to be a part of this project and take it on. If your show was good. If your show canceled and it was trash, I'm sorry. But like you deserve it. Maybe try better next time. You know what I mean? But sometimes shows get revived and sometimes they don't. And it sucks, but you know. That's kind of like the new normal with like TV shows now. Cause there are also so many shows on today and like everybody can't watch all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they all can't stay, they all can't survive. Someone's gotta go, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. And I wish American Vandal did it end as a season <laughs> I wanted it so bad. I love that show so freaking much, oh my gosh. Oh, my sweet babies, they did so well. It's like, it's a show you watch where you're like, oh, y'all really don't have nothing else to do but this. You know those kids you meet in, in high school and they're like, oh, homework comes easy to me. I don't study. I don't do any of that. 
Those are the kids that was running the documentary. I, I miss them. Went to a school full of those kids. In fact, I, you would be hard pressed to convince me that I wasn't the only kid in school that wasn't like that. Mm. But uh, gosh, keep on dreaming, y'all. You know what I mean? But with that, I think uh, ready to get into pass. Mm. You know what we're passing on this week, or we're not going to be watching this week, mm. new shows or movies, or just industry news that we've seen that it's just like, mm, maybe that's not for me. And um, Glenn, are you gonna pass on anything this week? The more that gets shoved down my throat in my YouTube ads on just like Google in general, the more I'm convinced I'm not going to watch it, Death on the Nile. I see, I, I don't know. The more times it gets shoved down my throat, the more I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I went to go see Far From Home and- um... Oh, you did? Okay, wait, let's talk about this. No, <laughs> no. What I was trying to say was that the trailer came on for the previews. Okay. And they didn't show that man's face until like the last 30 seconds. Like, so they, know. they are very much, they're trying to be like, please come see this movie and ignore the fact that that guy is in this movie, even though we're not going to say his name or mention him. But like, you know, that guy. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look up the cast list, click the first actor you see look up his name and variety all right or look up his name and cannibalism or you could just not watch the movie too that was <laughs> no one's gonna see it anyways no one's going to watch it because to be honest people really aren't going to movie theaters and if they are they're going to see disney and marvel movies as they you know, should nobody <laughs> nobody went and saw ridley scott's new movie was it Ridley scott the guy who yeah. does the millennials yeah the last duel yeah right? nope. the last duel Mm -hmm. nobody saw that movie even though it had M matt damon adam driver and our queen from killing eve like you had all those people in your movie and yet no one went to see it i mean that's a whole nother topic that we can talk about on some other time but i really feel that like yeah star power is not really a thing in the industry anymore yeah like that that's used to be a really big thing like like even as early, like even as recently as like the early 2000s, but like nowadays people really like they like it if like their favorite actors are in it, but someone's not going to see a movie that they're not interested in just because it has a big name in it. It yeah. really has to only deal with what the movie is about. And if it happens to have some of their favorite actors, that's just a bonus, but that's not enough to get people to go anymore. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think death on the nile i think it's going to be like murder on the orient express you know like you see the trailer but are you going to watch it and i think most people aren't aren't going to watch it see this is why we have i will say also this is probably has affected the industry as well youtube and this especially the rise of like youtube channels that review new movies mm -hmm. because there's so many of those channels we don't have to watch a movie that we're iffy on because we know that they're going to watch it and like a week we can get like a full synopsis of every important thing that happened in the movie for free while we're like cleaning our kitchen while we're folding our laundry it's just it makes yeah. more sense to do it that way if i am sitting down on my lunch break uh i'm going to go and manage the jedi's trick mm -hmm. youtube channel Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see if she's watched a new movie recently and I'm going to see what she has to say. Exactly. And most of the movies she watches, I have no, I didn't know they were on like 
there's a movie she recently reviewed called Brazen on Netflix. And I think it's like, it starts Alyssa Milano and it's like supposed to be like steamy romance, Fifty Shades. And I didn't know that movie was coming on Netflix at all, but she watched it and I hate it too because she hated it. So, <laughs> you know, and all in all, like the show has, the movie has a lot of great actors in there and the plot looks interesting enough. The trailer looks pretty well done. Like the trailer looks interesting and I feel like it's intriguing, but I don't, I don't want to see that man in there. I don't want to see him because I didn't really like that actor in the first place. So for me to be given a valid reason to not like him, mm-hmm. like a thousand, a I was thousand words, hey, Jesse. I was looking for a valid reason. <laughs> I just, I mean, he just like, he just run me the wrong way, you know? Like, how can you be this arrogant when people barely know who you are? Like, sir, you get invited to the Oscars once. You feel like you all that. You're not all that. You barely have of that. Like, please take a seat. <laughs> take a seat. Oh, speaking of things that we may not be watching, um, there's a new season of Cheer coming out and I'm not going to watch it. I did kind of get into Cheer in the first season and I was interested in it. I was like really intrigued. But if you guys don't know, there was a person on the show, their name is Jeremy, I believe, and they were accused of soliciting nudes from a minor. So in season two, the scandal kind of like looms over that. Also, when the show was coming out and people were talking about the show, his TikTok started getting recommended to me, so I had to block him on TikTok. I don't know oh why that God. happened. That was very weird. <laughs> it was very jarring. But, Your phone um, is listening to you. Mm, please, don't do that. Thank you. But um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch Cheer Season 2. Because that does happen sometimes where like um, a cast member has to leave the cast. or It's kind of like the same thing with Arrested Development. Mm-hmm with Jeremy, I forget his last name. I don't even know if his first name is Jeremy, but basically there are a lot of accusations against him. And there was another show he was on, I forget what it's called, but they had their last season without him, but Arrested Development kept him on for the final season. And I never really watched Arrested Development. It was something that was always recommended to me because I like, you know, I like sitcoms. I like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I like The Good Place. I like comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people recommended Arrested Devel- Development to me because it fit into my niche, you know. But with him in the last season, I was just like, I'm not going to start that show if he's in it. And if they're going to finish it with him, then I'm definitely not going to watch the show. <laughs> and that just happens sometimes with shows where, like, the actor in the show turns out to be a really bad person. So they're like, are we going to continue the show? Are we going to have a new season with this person or like this happens sometimes they're just going to cancel the show like this happened a lot in me too when a lot of men were were like a lot of women were coming forward with accusations against certain men who were producers on new shows that are about to come out and they simply canceled the show altogether which okay yes you should fire this person from the show but also there are other people who work on the show and they're actors on the show who should have a chance to keep the show going like there's a show called mississippi one mississippi two that starred oh my gosh how did I forget her name just as soon as I see her face she's like a really great actress hold on hold on Mississippi one I'm pretty sure called, the show's called Mississippi two one Mississippi the show's called mm. one Mississippi it starred Tig Notaro she was the uh star the executive producer but it was also executive produced under Louis C.K.'s production company and the show was canceled because Louis C.K.'s allegations against him. And they wanted to make a season three, 
but I guess that just never happened. And oh, the show's called Transparent. Okay, yeah. The show Transparent, I think they ended it, they gave it one last season without Jeffrey Tambor. That's his name, Jeffrey Tambor. And it sucks when that happens because like it's very much like what do you do in this situation when like someone you're working with someone's the executive producer the star of the show is accused of this like do you kiss the show altogether do you just kick them off and keep the project going do you end it on the season without them like what do you how do you wrap that up you know mm-hmm. and cheer season two i think that like cheer is a great show and i'm glad they're keeping it going because like there are plenty of people on that show who deserve the spotlight but I don't think I'm going to watch season two. I think I'm going to leave that. I'm going I'm to pass on that. All right, yeah. all right. Um, coincidentally, the second show that I'm going to pass on, uh, movie I'm going to pass on, comes out on the same day as Death of the Nile. So I get to ignore both of these at the same time and really fulfill my my destiny as a, as a movie critic. Um, mm. I cannot wait to pass on Tall Girl 2. Netflix? Explain what? yourself. Explain yourself. No. Toggle no. 2 coming February 11th. Just a test of Valentine's Day. Why do we need a second movie? Do you want to explain to me? Okay, first, explain to me why we needed a first movie. That's important. Okay. <laughs> also, maybe Netflix wouldn't be in debt if they didn't make Toggle 2. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing about Netflix. I know. I know. Because I see the Netflix channel still watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. Still watching Netflix is a Netflix channel where you have Netflix stars. And also there are like series on that YouTube channel that collaborates with YouTubers, mainly yeah. like BookTube. Mm-hmm. Like when Netflix obviously takes a book, makes it into a Netflix show. I know there are people on Netflix who are looking at Kenny JD, Curtis Connor, uh, Dylan, Amanda the Jedi, mm-hmm. all the girls. You know, Danny, Gonzalez, Curtis, mm-hmm. you know, you can drew, throw Drew in there if you want to. They know that if they make another terrible movie, that these YouTubers are going to watch it, mm-hmm. talk about their movie, mm-hmm. and run up their numbers. They know. They know. And they do not care. That is another thing. Y'all want to keep funding these horrible, horrible things that no one is watching. Except for the people I named, and a few other people like them that fall mm-hmm. into that niche, we're going to critique this movie and talk about how ter- terrible it is, how trash it is, and y'all are just like, okay, you should be ashamed of yourselves because the director is five four. This movie is his revenge against a tall girl rejecting him because you know short guys love tall girls; they love I- them. I don't know. I, I just can't. It's explain. the mountain I... climber in them. I don't know what it is. Oh my god, it's the athlete in them. Um, <laughs> I never watched Tall Girl 1, and I never plan on watching Tall Girl 2 either. Um, it's just like, how? Like, why? Like, I know that you explained, like, they know that this is going to happen, but at the same time, like, like, did it have to? No. It's so irritating. I hate it. Netflix seems, I'm gonna say it, like, I'm gonna say it. Netflix seems like that, like, 16-year-old, 17-year-old who gets like their first job and it's like a good paying job. Like, let's say that like, I don't know for like, let's say that they got their job now and they're working at Target cause the targets in, um, in like in Minnesota are paying like 1950 to like $20, $21 an hour now. So as like entry starting off. Um, so like, you know, like 
good money because they're desperate. Or well, same thing with like McDonald's. McDonald's is paying those prices now. So they get their frustration, they get money, they have no bills to pay because they're 16, and then they're just spending it. Like no savings, no idea of how to manage the money. They're just throwing it out at everything. That's what Netflix is doing. That's what, that's the vibe that Netflix is giving me. That's the attitude. They got a little bit too much money. They don't know how to manage it. And so they're just spending it wildly. That does make sense because it reminds me of a TikTok I saw where um, it's not like a TikTok, but it's a TikTok sound of like, I have grown up money now. So I'm just going to spend my money on stupid things. And it's just like videos of people buying like cotton candy tacos or like getting those burgers where the buns are like donuts. You know, that's the vibe that Netflix is giving us. Like, and I, ugh, yeah, let's just like I, buy LED lights instead of putting gas in our car. Like, like, it's not like you can't have fun and spend your money on fun stuff. Netflix, this is me talking to you. It's not that you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have to make sure that at the end of the month, you have your rent, you have your Wi-Fi, you have your gas, your electric, you have enough money to put gas in your tank, you have enough money to go shopping. Like, there are priorities that need to happen first, and then you can do the wild, crazy, dumb stuff. Yeah, definitely. I feel, I don't know, Netflix, we'll yell at you another day. You know what I mean? (laughs) Another day, another dollar for them, right? Imagine raising your prices to $19.99 so that I can watch Tall Girl 2. Yep. (laughs) Thanks, Netflix. Love that. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you. So nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like that's... I think that's it for me. Is that for you? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay, cool. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Really appreciate it. If you could... Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Follow us on TikTok because I'm putting clips on there. So, you know, share with your friends. Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to share it with us and, you know, let us know your thoughts and opinions and any suggestions you have for the pod. And if that's it, you know, have a great day, you guys. Love you lots. And we'll see you next week with another episode. Bye, guys. Bye.